Moto Limited Network. It's good to have other opinions that you know are good opinions too. If you're in my way, we, we gotta do battle. basically is my life. My brain probably wanders a lot. I don't know. Here it is, the Moto Unlimited Show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is show number 12, and it is brought to you by MPE Suspension and Pro Powder Powder Coating. I'm your host, as always, Trent Ma, and joining me as the regular co-host on the show is Robbie Marshall. Mate, what's going on? Not much, man. I made it out here to Fernvale again, so I stoked with that, and I'm walking without crutches, so that's pretty cool. That's exciting for me right now. <laughs> Happy days. <laughs> so we get you back out in studio again. As we, we discussed earlier, we'd like to get you in here more often. It's it's better for you and for me <laughs> not having to link up the phone all the time, but yeah. um, gives us a bit better conversation anyway. Yeah, no, it's good, and uh, yeah, I only just watched some racing today, so I was a little bit late this week, had some weekend antics on with a few <laughs> of the boys, so um, I think we was, I don't know what it was for, maybe we were celebrating I could walk again. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was, so out of the brace, knees starting to get some movement back, starting to yep. feel good. Yeah, but- going to fight and fit physio down the Gold Coast at Narang, and um, kind of, I've seen a lot of guys go there uh, in the past moto dudes and big Nathan Crawford's taking his junior riders there and stuff and training them up and things like that so uh, yeah it's cool they got a really good setup there and um, I've trusted the process that those guys are putting me through and it's actually yeah it's like it's only been four weeks and yep. the last the last week especially noticed massive improvements. So yep. so yeah, still enjoying the process, I guess. As as annoying as it is. I think I've said that before, but um yeah, it's kinda new injury for me. Apart from a broken bone, it's something different. So yep. So, yeah, it's cool. It's coming along good. That's a go. All righty, and we've got another special guest in studio making his podcast debut. It's the one, the only, Andrew Reardon, mate. How are you going? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Mate, sensational. Thank you for coming up. You made the trip up with Rob today, so you got got a free lift out here, which is nice. Uh, and this is your first time doing a podcast. How are you feeling? Yeah, good. Yeah, no, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing Robot uh, made the trip out for me because I don't think I was in any state to <laughs> After last night, but um, he was celebrating my yeah, walking. Yeah, yeah. I was also With celebrating. My yeah, I got the I got the fresh invite to the party there. Yeah, that's all right. I had to start new job today, so I couldn't go out anyway. But yeah, so you guys celebrated nice and hard last night, and got a few sore heads here. Jess has made up a. Uh, big feed and you guys couldn't get through it so obviously very you definitely hungover. can't be as nervous as when you race though right yeah no I'm definitely not as nervous as the race especially <laughs> yeah the amount of comebacks I've made I'm usually <laughs> <laughs> usually more nervous than them one <laughs> <laughs> well you'll get you'll get a good and you got heaps of knowledge in the sport you've been around it for a long time your whole family's been around it for a long time and you know a lot of these guys um you know 
pretty well. So we're excited to get you in here uh, and get started. As always, guys, remember to go head over and check out our show sponsors, uh, mpesuspension.com.au. Paul and the team up there, as always, do a sensational job when it comes to any of your suspension needs. Um, and and if you're looking for a new Husqvarna as well, they are the Husqvarna dealer up there on the Sunshine Coast. So make sure you mention the Moto Limited show when you go up there and, and Paul and the team are definitely trying and help you out where they can. Uh, and Pro Powder Powder Coating, um, protecting your investment, propowder.com.au. Um, as always, Adam and the team do uh, an awesome job with any powder coating needs. So make sure you go and support these sponsors. They're... Um, they're allowing us to to get through and do these shows every week. So um, get over and give them a hand and and uh, use the products there. All right, guys. On the weekend we had the seventh round, I think it is. Yeah, seventh and uh, third last round of the AMA Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Series. Uh, we had that at WW Ranch in Florida. Um, the track was. Uh, a little bit different to last year. It looked a little bit more hard pack uh, in sections. It wasn't as sort of chewed out, but it was still hot and humid, which it gets in Florida this time of year. Um, Rob, so for you, mate, how did you sort of look, see the track progress over the day? Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely pretty rough, but like you said, it was not like bottomless sand. It yep. had that hard, especially the second motos, had that real hard um, base and kind of like sharp bumps it looked yep. like in spots. But, uh, I mean, it was good. I had a bit of everything in the track, I thought. It was it was good, made for some good racing, and yep. um, and yeah, I I mean, it was good. Actually, it was good to see the heat back. Yeah, so that come into play a little Separated bit, with, them a bit with some of the boys. Yeah, yeah. so um, so it, that was cool for a track in the middle of a just like a flat paddock. It's they've yeah. done a good job to get the elevation in it and make it sort of you they, know they do that in America. Like you oh. go to play, they go to the tracks over there, and it's just a flat yeah flat paddock land, whatever, and they build these massive hills yeah. and put these big triple step ups and stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. Like obviously they have the the big uh, machinery and stuff to do it over there, but yeah, we so, don't see that here. No, we don't. And that first corner, Andrew, where you go round, it's got the big lake there with the jet ski sitting in it too. Like it's a pretty like from watching it on on TV, obviously way different when you're there but it just looks like they've really spent a lot of time to make it a you know a, a top rate facility and for for a track to have their first race meeting be a mxgp before they even had an american series is pretty uh pretty unique yeah for sure so um yeah i mean as far as a, a track goes <clears throat> i mean uh as far as a series goes and the uh, the ma is really good at what they do and uh like rob saying they can pretty well uh get uh, turn a flat paddock, put yeah. some elevation there, and um, and make it into you know something else. They're they're kind of the best at what they do in in that sense, mm. and um, yeah, and their tracks are um have a little bit of everything, and and the dirt, you know, especially I mean California, but even Florida, yeah. Um, it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. Like the dirt over there. Like I've been there a few times. Yeah. and you're like in the desert, and the motocross <laughs> track is just prime. Yeah, dirt. Yeah. Like they get the water into it, and yeah, yeah it's. Yeah, it's here, completely different to what we get here. Here you can't get the sprinklers on the track because it's windy. Or yeah, yeah, don't bring that up. We're not going. We'll go into that later. That might be a rant. We must get a rant segment <laughs> going here because, geez, that was bad. Anyway, guys, let's get into this racing here. So we'll start with the 250 class. Uh, Ferrandis won one on the weekend. Um, both starts were good. Looks like he's starting to figure those starts out. He wasn't up the front. 
Like, one didn't hold shot anybody. Was right up there each moto, and just sort of put on a clinic this weekend, Rob. Yeah, he's definitely sorted out those starts, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, which kind of sucks because <laughs> it's made it it's made it a little boring. Yes. I, I thought. Um, and obviously with his results on the weekend, it's well, it's not as bad as the four fifty class, but it's um it's stretched out the points in the yep. overall standings a bit as well. So, uh, well, it's not as close as what it was anyway. Yeah. But um. Yeah, it was like I mean he rode solid. Yeah, he's he was just yeah na- na- another level kind of thing. And yeah, he just rode away solid two two motos. So he's definitely looking like the stronger one now. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely put a it's definitely put some points in between him and Martin again, and and um you know you made it a little bit more boring but i mean it's only 13 points at the moment is the gap between yeah. the two oh, guys any, anything can still happen like we've still got two rounds four mm. motos so yeah anything can happen you know yeah. what motocross is like yeah <laughs> yeah andrew jeremy martin his first motos have been terrible like millville last weekend he got a fifth this weekend he he um, yeah, we got third, but it took him a long time to get through there. Like he was, he could see Ferrandez at the start of the moto and just couldn't make those passes. Yeah, Ferrandez is like, uh, he's he's been on it all year. You know, yeah, he, he got a, a hard time um, at the Supercross with Craig originally, mm. and um, uh, yeah, for me personally, I'm, I'm a massive fan of Ferrandez. I mean, <laughs> the, the Yanks hate him because he's a, a Frenchie, and they, <laughs> yeah. they don't like that any kind of. Yeah, outsiders, um, outsiders yeah. coming in, they hate it. But um, only us Australians, yeah. they seem to attend it, but everyone else, <laughs> they don't really seem to enjoy. It. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, Dylan's always going to be like a threat as soon as he gets a good start, and um, he he only has to get in that top five, and the boys are in trouble when he yeah. does that. He's kind of like a, I guess, the old. We'll go into later, but yeah. um, the old Tomac. You yes. know, if he gets in the top five, he's dangerous in a motocross over the last couple of years. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's one of those things where, um, yeah, Jeremy, I was watching that first one and it was just like waiting for him to, to find that um, find that groove and uh, I guess he just, he struggled in that early, um, you know, early 10 minutes mm. or so he kind of, or even even maybe into 20 minutes, he kind of, um, uh, yeah, really struggled to get that get that charge on by then Fernandez is gone you know yeah. so you can't let someone like that get a, a top five start like no. we're saying and yeah once he gets in front he's um he's gone so. he's gone yeah well he, um, Jeremy 3-3 three, three on the day um just not quite there like no nah. all weekend and, no. and to make it worse it's all the state well not over, on the overall results but yeah you got Justin Cooper there in second mm-hmm. um and it's it's all the star Yamaha mm. boys in the well, mix. How, so. Well, how was them like, um, especially? And I'm going to get to him here, but Shane McElrath in that second moto just like kept trying to run over every time. Oh, Jamar yeah. tried to make the movie, just like bang, run into yeah. him, bang, run into him. So like, I mean, you could hear the boys on the podcast. Oh, team tactics, like they're not, but. At the same time, like, it doesn't like, look was, good. <laughs> he was just riding super defensive, yeah. Uh, Mikhail Rath, I thought, and yeah, just yeah, he like he was just moving over. I yeah. wouldn't say he was like blocking, but nah. every time he'd just move over <laughs> yeah. on him when he tried. And then when Martin finally did make that pass in the second one, I just gapped him, like, yeah, gone. Well, that was so. that was one of the things I wanted to bring up was, was Mikhail Rath, dude. Moto one, he's like whole shot, and then it's like. He whole shot and threw an anchor as he hit the first corner because he went backwards, but he was just like, I'm like, at one point there, I'm like, just move out of the way. Like, he was just holding everybody up and it, it stretched out those front riders to the point where the racing was then boring. And I'm like, what are you doing, mate? Like, get out of the way. And then Moto2, he was a bit better, but the same thing, like, once 
J-Mart got in behind him. He just held J-Mart up. If, if, you know, and I'm not saying to you know, move out of the way, but yeah. that's those little things. Like I just was like, I don't know. The whole, since last year with McElrath, with the thing, what he did to KDM to move to Yamaha, I've like, every time I see him now, I'm like, I'm just not liking you more and more each time. Like he just, just little things here and there. Yeah. So I don't know, like. It just was me, just like, man, just move out of the way. You're holding up the racing, but... I know another guy that gets good starts sitting next to me and gets in the road sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> He's got nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah got me. He usually crashes anyway, so you uh, get around him. Yeah, around him. Um, <laughs> but the other thing with those Star Yamahas, dude, how fast are those bikes? Like, d- a- both motos. Yeah, well, I was only, I was only thinking... Um, uh, last night when I was watching it, that uh, something like <clears throat> the PC guys, they they were so strong. Mm. You know, uh, Mitch, Mitch is no no stranger to championships, and yeah. um, even with you know uh, AC last year, and he kind of just this year he's he's kind of struggled with his signings. I mean, mm. McAdoo was a kind of long shot, nothing against the guy, but yeah. um, he was kind of you know he he was at Geico and didn't really shine there so he went over to Mitch and um yeah it's kind of been a, a little bit hard for for um PC guys to do do anything this year it's sort of those those um uh Yamahas are, are yeah. so strong and even um I'm going to sound hor- horrible here but uh yeah Daniel rode him uh, a couple of years back I yeah. don't know when you know yeah. but um a couple of years back and even he he was saying then that um how he couldn't believe because he, he moved from a 450 back to a, yeah. a 250F and he was spun out because he rode for Geico back when and they were yeah. rocket ships and then he went 450 and then moved back to the Yamaha and mm. was, was saying how um, how just crazy fast those things yeah. are. You know, they've, yeah. they've progressed such a long way and, yeah, to, to be able to roll one of them would be unreal, I yeah. think, as um, yeah, the weapons. So. Yeah, well, I mean, they've, they've been the class of the field this year and only has to go, like, you know, the... It wasn't a deep sand track, but that first straight was all dissed up and deep, and you just like four of those Star Yamaha just charging the first corner in front. You know, there was the the um, the one Suzuki there in Moto Two, Alex <laughs> Martin, <laughs> he got in there. But it's all those Yamahas going, to, and again, like if you're if you're Martin. You know, you've got to go through three star Yamahas to get to the dude that you're trying to beat. Like, it's going to make it tough for you. Like, And like we spoke about the other week, like, it's so hard for these guys to pass nowadays mm. because, I mean, the tracks are fast, but, yeah, it's just they're so everyone's so on the same speed yeah. nearly. Yeah. So, so, yeah, it's going to make his job hard for him. But um, I think, um, was it the, uh, they were saying in the telecast yesterday about Ferrandez and um, – it wasn't so much just his starts, but he he's so good um, all the way through. But uh, um, a lot of those guys can just the, their speed early on and yeah. their intensity early on in those motos is is what really struggles with him. You know, he, he kind of put himself in a good position, but um, yeah, he's getting a lot of um, a hard time for his starts. But yeah, yeah the, the intensity early on, yeah, um, is is another level. Yeah, well, that and that's you know that was one of yeah, you, like they said that on the broadcast. It was you know he was struggling with that initial you know outright speed, but again, like 
with him getting these fifth place starts, he can kind of hang around in fifth there for a bit, set himself into his pace, and then he can go for those guys. But when he's getting like those eleven place starts, and then he's trying to settle in, he's losing a lot of time. So he, yeah, that's re- what you said is correct. But you need those starts are helping him as well. Like he's got to put himself in that top five so he can just hang back, let the boys battle it out, and then he can go all right, flick the switch, and just and just power on. Yeah, um, Jet Lawrence. <laughs> Moto One was insane, dude. He yeah. looked so good on the bike, just charged the whole moto. And um, I was a know. little bit at the start there where he was like past Martin and yeah. like looked like it's kind of not on the road, but I was like, oh, you know, it's a bit sketchy. Teammate going for the championship, whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he rode solid. He ended up like reeling in Fernandez for a little bit, but then obviously Fernandez was stronger and. Yeah. Yeah, so and it looked like in the middle there, he got like a little. There was like a he had like a few slow laps, and then um, like Jay Martin that caught back up to him, but then he put the hammer down and checked back out again too. So I think he just got stuck in that no man's land where we've yeah. all been before, where you can't see the dude in front. You got a bit of a buffer, but you just start just like dozing off a little bit as you're riding and not you know not attacking the, that little one percent here and there. Yeah, and and then when he's got that you know front wheel of of um Amart or Jay Mart come in and he goes, oh shit, hang on and he was gone again so but dude his second moto starts have been horrendous like he again is two points off being on the podium this weekend again yeah but it's all that second moto like his start was because i'm like all right let's see what jet can do moto too and then like can't even see him on the the first top 20 of the thing and i'm like oh man here we go yeah it's definitely letting him down and yeah just fourth place again like yeah he kid must be getting over it. Like I'm, I'm getting frustrated, like a little bit frustrated watching it. So I can only imagine how he's feeling. Yeah, no, he needed he. <laughs> the funny thing is, like if he had passed Shane, it would have been a three way tie for that, for that final. Well, the the two steps on the podium because the boys in front of him finished on forty and he was on thirty eight. Um, but if he had got McElrath, they all would have tied on forty. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's got to be kind of bummed but at the same time dude he's turning heads like we've talked about in every podcast yeah like you i mean Andrew, you wouldn't have picked him early on this year to be doing what he's doing right now no definitely not and he's um he's one that uh often on the track he's you know he's so likable off the track as yeah well. um but yeah he, he's only 17 i yeah, believe 17, 17 yeah. yeah so um and, and from what he's used to like he's done gone through but the depth of the field now for him um uh, is is so there's so many guys up yeah. there that are contenders and he would uh so mental if you look at uh again we'll touch on it later but um someone like a tomac like it, it, it's such a mental game and for him yeah he has a good moto and that inexperience he without knowing you know what's yeah. going on but he, he'd probably put that so much pressure on himself yeah. mentally in that second one and um, you know, and then he, yeah, he's such got has such high expectation for himself in the next one. He, he sets himself up in those first motos, and then yeah, he just uh, uh, it's he, kind, he it's kind of not his style though, really. Like when you think of like he's pretty like funny out there kind of kid. Yeah, you'd think like he must yeah, which kind of shows what you're saying. It kind of shows he's obviously fully taking it serious yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you know, he's no no jokes about the donuts and stuff yeah. like that right now. But um. 
But, yeah, you'd think with his mentality the way he has been, that wouldn't be a problem, that second motor. He'd just go. Like, yeah, just go and do a switch off. But, I mean, it, it's one of those things, like, we we all know how hard it is to consistently get starts and, and you know, it just takes one thing just being off and yeah. and you just you don't get that start. And, and in this field, like, you know, it's not the deepest 250 field we've ever seen, but there's still a lot of heavy hitters up front that he's got to get through to get to the that point where he needs to get the podium you know so yeah you know for us or like for me especially like i watch it and i'm like man that sucks he's on the fourth again but you go back through and have a look at the ride as he rode past to get to where he is and you're like shit like it, oh, it, yeah, that's like a sure. win because he's he's putting some serious dudes behind him and it, like we've said all along if he can get a start Oh, I should yeah. like to see like a real star, like a right up there. Because I mean, even Moto One, he was only fifth off the start. Like he still had to get through a few guys to get into second. Mm. So he went strong the first few laps too. Like yeah. like we were saying earlier, that that uh, early Moto pace, yeah. he's, he has got that yeah. sorted. Like he's fast those first few laps and goes for the moves. How was he sweeping around that first corner, just yeah. like flat out, just standing up, and he's like, oh, that takes him. Serious skill <laughs> to get around there. So but I think I think a little bit like yeah. It's honestly like it's a start in the second mode or whatever it is. It, it's probably just a little bit of bad luck. Like obviously you create your own luck, but yeah, just that one little thing like you said is is happening. Yeah, and he's not getting that start. So so yeah, hopefully these last two rounds he can get that sorted and if he does i reckon for sure on the box for the last two rounds for him so yeah yeah let's hope that's our that's our uh biggest hope here at the moment um hunter first solid moto was solid yeah and, and then second one dnf bike some stopped yeah yeah he was pushing it so another another one of those disappointing things for hunter again mm. this year like can't catch a break just can't get it to work in his favor like He's fast. He's got the speed. His Moto One was, you know, he he had another great Moto One. Like six isn't, you know, stand out, but he's consistently starting to get towards the front. You know, when we're talking about thirteen, fourteens at Loretta's, like a six is a big, a big step forward. But yeah. that DNF's hurting him bad and hurting him in the points here as well. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll um. <coughs> Anything else there? Or oh, Amart's Amart and McAdoo off the top of that big roller when oh, they collected yeah. each other off the top. I'm like, oh, like my ass puckered. <laughs> <laughs> and then Amart over the finish line, like, what the fuck? Yeah, Throws his yeah. hands up, like, yeah. dude. McAdoo Langston loose. was talking it down though. He's like, oh, it's just racing. Like oh. after after Martin yeah. threw his arm in the air. Yeah. 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 Langston was full planet yeah. down, but yeah, that's only because he's had, uh, Langston's had a lessy stand on his yeah. before, so he, <laughs> yeah. he's like, yeah. yeah, it's funny when you listen to him in the booth, though, like all this stuff. He's got to, he's trying to be very, like, you know, walk the line and be in the corporate NBC, you know, dude, but he you know he wants to be like, get in there, and like, yeah. man, go you back know, and he watch wants to be and, drinking yeah, oh, beers in there or whatever he drinks. Oh, but I mean, you would, you remember going back to his era, right? And like, when we talked about our best year race and was one of our questions a few weeks ago, Rob, 2003, Langston was in that and it was because it was Langston, Rhino, friggin' Brownie, Stewart all running into each other. Well, Stewart wasn't, he was gone, but like just all them boys running into each other, like that was racing back then. Now it's like if they touch, it's like, yeah, yeah, bit of a sook. But um, yeah, so that was pretty funny. And then Hampshire's crash, dude, in Moto 1. Oh, yeah. I can't believe he rode Moto 2. He got six in Moto 2. Yeah, mustn't have hurt anything at oh. all, which I don't know how. Like, that was. Andrew, that was scary. Yeah, that was um, – and looking at his bike as well, like oh. uh, coming from experience, I've definitely 
um, ridden some bikes off over the years. <laughs> <clears throat> but he, he did a number on that thing where yeah. I don't think of, you know, short of the thing bursting into flames. I, yeah. I don't know that he could bend anything else on it. Um, oh. But just to just to ride like the whole way, and like he went deep. Like you see, he was yeah. like still going, still going, still going. Then like real ladies, just like no, nah, this ain't coming back, and just step through. And I haven't really seen, um, you know, anything that uh, I haven't really seen if he's put anything out there and what happened. But I think we we're talking about earlier. It's just yeah. um, it was a real strange. Like it wasn't you. You thinking maybe like a foot peg, but it was too. It was too straight to be yeah. like a, a flat tire or a foot peg or anything like yeah. that. So, um, yeah, just a real odd crash. Just yeah. probably um, it was late in the moto. Yeah. So, you know, you, you come complacent. I don't make it that far into a moto before <laughs> I come complacent. But he, he was like, he was 30 yeah. minutes in, you know yeah. what I mean? So, he's, um, yeah, just got a little complacent. And, and that and ramp had a little step right on the top. Like you can see when they showed that view of, you know, where they come over that little double and they showed the face, they had like a little step in it. And as we were discussing, like it looks like he's could sort of gone just to wash the speed off and soak up the jump. But as he's thrown himself forward, it's just like hit and just kicked him. And then he's, you know, we all know that point where it's it's just sitting there and you're like, this isn't coming back anymore. And you've got to make that decision whether you step through or you, or you see if you can ride it out. Yeah. But, uh, and he it, uh, definitely chose the biggest jump on the track as well yeah. to do it. He couldn't chose anything bigger. So There was another dude did exactly the same thing. I don't know if you saw that. Nah. There was another video of another guy. I forget who it was. Whether he was privateer or something, but yeah. um, exactly the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I said, I just you see the little step on it when the boys are trying to scrub it and stuff. There was a few that were getting it really good, and I think it was one part of the ramp too that probably was worse than the others. But yeah, dude, that was a huge crash. And, and as you said, Andrew, his bike was just demolished. That's a big, you know, he just rode straight back in the pits and and let him start. Mason gun. Gonzalez. Oh, yeah, Gonzalez. the young amateur dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the same crash. Exactly the same thing. Oh, that's huge. We've got footage here. <laughs> that's huge, yeah. We, Rob's pulled it up. Um, so, 250 points, guys, as we as we talked about. Frandis is now 13 up on Martin. So, a little bit of cushion coming into to Thunder Valley, Fox Raceway, as we talked about um, pretty early on in this this series. You know, I, well, actually, I think it was Red Bud when we were talking when he went 1-1. I was like, he needs to put a buffer in because I think when we go to Thunder Valley, those Yamahas at altitude are going to be a whole nother beast for for that Honda to, to try and contend with. So going into next weekend, which is Thunder Valley with 13 points, um, yeah, J-Mart's got, you know, got a fair bit of work in front of him, but, dude, he's hungry and, and he wants it. Um, then yeah. back from that, Alex Martin is 83 points behind the leader. So, like, this is a two-horse race. We're, yeah. We're, you know, yeah, I think, like you're saying, he's definitely going to have his work, cut, his work cut out for him a little bit, Thunder Valley, with mm. the altitude and stuff but then you look at fox raceway um i reckon he'll be strong like really strong yeah there. yeah um well so, a bit of Ferrandis right there every week yeah so yeah where true. martin is is out we out uh out east but so. i don't know i just think I, f- I feel like martin will be strong there um yeah. and obviously there's gonna be no horse power, power issues or anything nah. hopefully so yeah be interesting hopefully it stays tight to the end so it makes some good racing for us well i mean the other thing is too like i was sort of when i was working out all the math and all this stuff um there's only 24 points between Jet Lawrence in seventh and Alex Martin in third, yeah. which isn't much. And that's separating, you know, those five riders is only 24 points. So, I mean, and there's Cooper, Hampshire, McElrath, and, and Martin with, with Jet. You know, Jet can reel off some some 
results here. And I mean, Hampshire's had some up and downs. McElrath's had some up and downs. He could leapfrog a lot of these guys and, and get yeah. himself in a top five finish. So that could be the mini championship within the, the main championship yeah. to watch sort of how that fight all pans the, out. Fight for the podium. And and Alex Martin's not been shy and saying that he gets a big bonus if he runs third overall from JGR. So, yeah. you know, that's, you know, you got a young kid there that, to come for that that bonus, you know, <laughs> Martin's thirty years old, <laughs> Jet seventeen. I bet you that thirty year old wants that hundred grand paycheck to bounce uh, to to check rather than uh, Jet at seventeen. He's so. got to keep the thing on its two wheels because if he stores it, he's got to pull that Kickstarter out and he'll be, <laughs> be there for a couple of minutes. <laughs> the Cowie, the Cowie two fifties are still Kickstarter too. Uh, you guys giving us hard time. Um, so yeah, so I mean that's gonna be the two fifty class. I mean, is there anything else that you guys seen? Um. Uh, no, nah, nah. not, not that I've really seen. Like Co- Cooper's obviously found something. Like mm. that's cool. Better He's, Moto Two, yeah, yeah. Moto One still wasn't good, but Moto Two was. Yeah, I mean, well, still four. a lot better than yeah. what when he first come back in the earlier rounds. Yeah, I mean, but, he went four um, two, but yeah, yeah. He hasn't had that blistering speed though, which he looked good in Moto Two early as well. Like, but then as soon as Fernandez got past him, he just sort of. He, got, he kind of got stuck in no man's land there as well. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up too was um, the 301 of Jordan Jarvis was, uh, I think that was her first ever national and first woman to ever qualify for a national. I think they were saying on the, the broadcast. Oh, really? Yeah, and she was an alternate in Moto2 and got in as an alternate in Moto2, run 38th, um, which is a pretty cool story, you know, Um Pretty heavy field there to get to be able to get in there into the top forty best in the world of motocross. We gotta say well, but America, um, you know, the, the Americans talk about it as the only championship in the world, but <laughs> we all know what they're like. But but that's uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, anything else from you guys? No, I no. think that was it. Oh, cool. Matt McAdoo actually bounced back. I thought he had a uh, – well, we didn't know what happened last week, remember? Yeah, well, I and sent you that you crash. Sent the thing, he had a massive one. Yeah, so they reckon he was thrown up because of the that bar to the yeah. to the guts. And but he obviously stomach. wasn't injured, so that's good. No. He eight, what was he, eighth overall? Yeah. No, that's championship. No, no, yeah. He's seventh. Seventh. Seventh on the day, yeah. Yeah. But with the nine-eight scores, so. Yeah. All right. 250 class, let's wrap that. So, moving on to the uh, the 450 class, and man, this thing keeps delivering more and more storylines each week. We cannot physically keep up with them, um, which is good, especially when the 250 class was a little bit quieter this week. But Zach Osborne with a statement ride going 1-1 there. Um, Andrew, what do you think of Zacho this weekend? Yeah, Zacho, uh, again, I've been a huge fan since the uh – uh, I was I was in Vegas when he did that come through ride for his championship on the lights yeah. and um, yeah. and he got Savachi yeah in that second last <laughs> turn it was pretty wild so yeah. I I was like always been a fan since then like the yeah yeah he's just um uh yeah Ricky was always my favorite rider growing up and yeah and I see so much of um uh, Ricky in in Zach so um yeah no he's yeah I, I really hope that he um yeah can put all these last couple of motos together and. And, um, yeah, no, fingers crossed he um, walks away with the championship. So. Walks away with it. What about you, Rob? How how did you see Zachary's ride this, this weekend? Yeah, it was, oh, it was solid, obviously. Um, and to come, where was he off the starts? Like, uh, 
third and fourth. So, yeah, you know, still had to pass those few guys. Mm. Um, yeah. And he did, no worries at all, really. He was, yeah, solid. So. Dude, Moto, Moto won. He, he had a little bit of luck, obviously, with um, uh, too, Cincerello yeah. and Muscan and whatever. But, um, but, yeah, still, like, he got around those guys. And Sexton was riding, like, solid. So, yeah. for him to get around Sexton and that is, yeah. Well, Moto won, yeah, Zacho. We sat in third there for like 15 minutes and then it just like he flicked the switch. He made those two passes in one lap in that first moto, went past and like Marvin and AC, like two guys that have, you know, that are fast and AC has been dominant here in the last couple of weeks. So yeah. for him to pull them off and then Zacho's second ride, which we're going to get to whatever happened to the number one this weekend, but for him to hold off Eli Tomac in moto two, and he didn't even have to like, Tomac was not even a factor for the championship, not even a factor for the overall, but he went and he dug deep and he just put it to him. And and another 1-1, one, one, he's, you know, extending that points lead again, coming into these final two rounds, and he's done pretty well at, at Thunder Valley. And uh, and then, you know, Parler is so-so, uh, but, you know, he's really putting his stamp on this championship here late. Yeah, for sure. He... Um yeah, he's just solid all round. Gets decent starts and um, well, his yeah. fir- his first motor that star. You got that sneaky hole shot around AC, and that AC passed him back, and then he he must have botched like the third turn because he went back <laughs> to third after that. But he was like sort of nowhere, and it just snuck around the outside, which was cool to see. All right, let's uh, let's get to the uh, the talk of pretty much the the weekend was the uh, Marvin Muscan Adam Cincerillo. Uh, altercation there in in moto two um what are your guys thoughts on on that i i think um uh, yeah i think cincerello went a bit like floppy <laughs> when it happened yeah. like he come in obviously moose game was on the outside and it's come in and they've obviously jammed together somehow but yeah i mean you'd think if anyone moose game would have been the one that went yeah went but i guess he anticipated it a lot more than what cincerello yeah was like <laughs> Uh, Cincerello probably couldn't even really see, see, him, him, see yeah. him there, I guess. So, so yeah, uh, but it was real weird. Like, it's like Cincerello just was not braced at all for it. And no. He come out Straight over worse the off. Straight <laughs> over the bars. Well, when I seen it, I thought of one person, and that was one of our fellow uh, podcasts we've had in here, Kerrod Morrissey. I'm going to give him a call and I think we need <laughs> oh, to give him a hard KTM time. Lover. Yeah, no, the Marvin Moose can. Remember, he was whinging and moaning about Bam Bam on him at Red Bar. <laughs> we better give him a call and give him a hard time about this. Let's get him on the phone here. Better answer. Teed him up. Answer your phone. Hello, my friend. Oh, Kerrod <laughs> Morrissey. We're just on the podcast here discussing your fan favorite, your number one writer, Marvin Moosecan, and he's, he's very – cl- You're talking about the – the very greasy pass. That was greasy. <laughs> no way. Clean as. Clean Come as. Come on, mate. You're bitching about Barsha getting into him at Red Bull, and then he goes and does that. Oh, shit. Righto. Okay. I've got two questions to ask you before I go on my rant and debate. All right. Here we go. Hit, hit us so, with it. Do you think it was as bad as Barsha's one? 
Well, well, Barsha's yes or no? On, Just Barsha's yes or on. no? Yeah, but you're looking at you. You're trying to do it's it in Barsha. a Barsha. Yeah, you're looking at it in a vacuum right now. Like, <laughs> yes, it's Barsha's, but nobody went down with Barsha. He went off the track and had to miss the whole nah, part of the job. He didn't go down. Did he go down? <laughs> right, right, right. Who, who have we got on here today? We got Robbie and who? Andrew Rin. Andrew, what's going on, mate? Hey, mate. Uh, it's uh, been a while. I don't think it's we've been raced, a while between drinks. Like. 2000 or something. <laughs> and, and we come together. Oh, we yeah. come together as cool. Oh, yeah, he broke my foot. <laughs> <laughs> you broke a radiator. It cost me like 400 bucks. <laughs> Here it is. So it's, it's a greasy KDM rider yeah. thing, isn't it? I was actually on KO 450 then. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, give okay. us question Surely two. it was Andrew that was out of control. Give us question two. I missed a gear. I missed a gear. <laughs> yeah, I, couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't lift the shifter after. I, like, after like my belly got in the way from me oh, lifting my leg. <laughs> Because we got a shit start, we're riding around with a couple of wombats yeah. <laughs> trying to get to the front. All right, here's, here's so, question my, two. My question, okay, as a racing thing, would you have done the same thing? Yes or no? I did the same thing. Yeah. Like at MX Farm this year. Um, I come down with well, – not. Well, I'm definitely not on the boys' level. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, I come together. There was a, there was a line there. It was like an inside-outside that come together. Yeah. And literally yep. two lines went into one. Yeah. Um, ex- yeah, that's that, that same thing, that, that shuffle from, from two lines into one and there's always someone that comes off worse. Yeah. And it depends on – that was a hard one because the boys was like, um, I feel like AC caught him off guard. So if he would have been – for it, they probably would have bumped each other, and they're, they're very um, size wise, they're very similar, so yeah. similar build, similar everything like that. Plus, um, uh, Moose Can's coming in with more speed there because he doubles that last yeah. little, you know, doubles that section in yeah. where AC rolls it, so he's got he's got no momentum on his side. So you know, um, Moose Can's coming in with a lot more momentum, and and whatever's in his row is gonna always catch him off guard anyway. But um, no, well look, Karen, us look, look, us here no. that us here that are on the AC bandwagon are not gonna care what your excuses <laughs> are under the sun. You've you've put a dent in our championship. Hopes, and uh, we're, we're you got to let me out. have my little. I'm going to have my little defence for Marv. So oh, the way wait. I look at it is, if you pause and pay, pause and play, pause and play, Marvin's handlebars are technically in front of oh. Adam's handlebars. So take nah. that corner. Nah. Like, how often does an outside rider take out an inside rider? Yeah, that, that's, kind of, that's what I said. Like, yeah. it's yeah, it, it, you'd think Marv would have come off worse, but after what well, Andrew said with him coming in with more pace, I reckon in Marv's head, he thought, yep, he's going to be going that little bit slower into this turn here, and I'm going to have that little edge on him, so I'm going for it. And yeah, yep. I, like for me, I don't want to defend Marv, well, even if, though I've kind of gone for him lately, but yeah, he, <laughs> like, yeah, I, th- I think just he, he, I would have done the same thing, and I've never been an aggressive rider, but. I know that in my head, like if I was in that position, I would have tried to go for the same move and probably same outcome would have happened. So when I watched it, I didn't expect it. I was like, holy shit. Like I half expected Adam to back off. Like you said, Marv come around that, like come had a little bit more pace coming in because he doubled that out. But if you watch five corners later, Baggett actually does the same move that Marvin does on Adam when he yeah. passes him after Adam got up from the yeah, crash. Yeah. And Adam gave him right away, yeah, as well as Osborne passed Marvin the same way. Nah. <laughs> I could he see could him. see him. Um, as well as 
Osborne passed Marvin the exact same, all but the same way in that race, and Marvin gave him the right away. Overall, like, it it does suck. But, like, I always got told when I was younger, like, Dad always said, if you're, like, especially off a start, if your handlebars are in front of another rider, (laughs) like, that other rider has to give that other way. You can go each way, like, that other rider has to give that each way. But overall, like, both, I don't know, Adam's got the lead, you know, it's, I guess, he like Marvin thought he had him, and and Adam didn't give the right away. I was. I probably would have done what Adam did. You know, you think you got it, and as well as you've got the inside, you can sort of punt him out. Yeah. But I guess that sand, that bit of a bump, as well as hand, handlebars, were behind Marvin's handlebars. Uh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> it's, I, it's bad nah. race. It, it does suck because I haven't I, I want either one of those two to win the championship. Uh. Don't like, let don't oh, let don't still, let your little buddy up the hill there hear that as well. You might have a couple of enemies yeah. on your side there. Yeah, Osborne lover. The Osborne, the, the, the mini sixteen guys. Osborne lover. Yeah. We're gonna have to get him in it's there not- as well. But um look, mate. No, no. He rode good, Osborne, though. Like, he yeah. rode like a champ. He's solid. He was solid. But like, that was... you've ruined our title chances. <laughs> I'm not, they're not dashed, but we've definitely got some points to make up now. And, and let's just say there's a there's a big target on the 25. That's just us AC oh, fans. Oh, they're always going to... <laughs> Everyone hates Marvin. I was listening to last week's. I was listening last time, and I was like, last week's show, and I'm like, Robbie jumped on the Marvin train. I was over the mm. moon. I can't believe I've, I actually did that. Still, but yeah, in my like looking at the calculations and then just the riders who they are and what they normally do. I'm like, I think Marv's got this. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Four races, a lot can happen, and yeah. I don't yeah, know. I mean, it's, there's, a, it's, there's a bit of a points gap now. It's like 30 points or something. Yeah, tw- 29, to, 29 to AC and Marv's 30, so there's yeah. one point between those two guys. But look, mate, we couldn't we couldn't not give you a hard time after you had to. <laughs> you, were, you were having a bit of a whinge about Bam Bam. About Marsha. Hey, and then your mate there just oh, comes mate. in, takes out – the the golden boy of motocross and supercross can't can't believe that's it. the worst thing he took out Captain America took took out Captain America Ela Tomac in supercross and just took out the golden boy um, Adam Cinderella like yeah. there is no hope anyone's gonna love him <laughs> he's, still got, he's still got his number one fan back in Oz <laughs> uh, uh, all right mate well we've given you a hard time we got to move on with the rest of the podcast but uh, you better get your backside in studio here soon eh hey how's how's the cycle yeah. training? And go, mate. Yeah, I did rode three times last week, uh, um, but I did killer. make a pretty lame excuse not to go today. Uh, <laughs> um, I was tired from Coolum. I'll tell you what, the racing in Coolum was mint on the weekend between uh, Dobson and um, Tanny, and then throw Gibbsy and um, oh, what's that little young rider on the Husqvarna four fifty? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't even remember. Either way, the race Walker he was yeah. flying up there. And yeah, I was ruined, and so it's like. Oh, I thought you were talking about um, Barham then. Nah. When you're like, who's yeah. that little husky rider? I thought you were giving Barham shit. Give him up. Well, he <laughs> no, no. he he's called, like, he called you out. He wasn't real happy with your uh, call out on last week's <laughs> show. So he's uh, he wants to come in studio and he's gonna he's gonna spill some home truths. So we're gonna tee that one up. I think it's you and and Barham are gonna come and do a show here shortly, and we're just gonna let you two just go wild. <laughs> I don't know. He's still a young buck. I'm an old bull. I'm a bit heavier than him. You're acting like a young buck. <laughs> All right, mate. We'll get training and uh, we'll see you in studio here, here shortly, hey? 
I'll talk to you later, boys. Good to uh, hear from you again, um, Andrew. It's been a while, and I'll yeah. catch up with you soon, Robbie no and Trent. See you, mate. mate. Yeah. See you, boys. All right, Kerrod Morrissey defending to the bitter end there. <laughs> he loves it, doesn't he? He does. He does. But how was AC speed early, but like he's so quick. That's what I was going to say earlier laps. when you were talking about um, the start of the race speed, yeah. those sprint laps. Yeah. I was going to bring up Cincerello. He's so solid there, like every every round, and that's been his strong point, obviously, yeah. and that's been what's putting him in his position to get the results he has been. Yeah, because he, he didn't hole shot Moto 1. And but just, he went straight to the just lead. straight to the yeah. front, and Moto 2 was a little bit of the same, just straight to the lead. So, yeah, yeah man, he's he's quick. Um, I'm I'm still on the bandwagon, but we'll um <laughs> we'll go to that. All right, Robert, what the hell did Eli Tomac find in Moto Two? Because that is like what we're used to seeing from Tomac, and then we've just got this glimpse. He's not back though. That's yeah. Well, I mean, I I hadn't even seen Moto Two properly yet, but yeah. I was watching it on the way out here still while Mon was driving, <laughs> and uh. Yeah, like I I wasn't far enough into that moto to see where he actually finished and I hadn't even seen any results. So, yeah, I I couldn't believe it. He came from nowhere for that second-place finish and obviously, I don't know, he still, to me, like at the end of that race though, he just threw the towel in. Like yeah. it looks like and, – and they even said on the um, – Tell on the TV that he was pretty buggered after the first moto, and mm. he went and regrouped and got ready for mm. the second moto. So, and yeah, it was like the end of that second moto. Yeah, he got second, solid as he, and you could tell he was riding like Tony yeah. can. It was awesome to see. Um, unfortunately, Osborne. Well, yeah, I'm going to say unfortunately, Osborne held him off. But yeah, as soon as that, as soon as he just lost that little bit of ground on that last lap, he just threw the towel in. It's like he was buggered, like. I don't know. It's weird. We've been talking about this heaps on the podcast. This is like a common theme week in, week out here with the number one, Andrew. But, dude, it was hot and it was humid and the track got rough. Eli, and that's what I've said from the start. Like, it's a combination of him winning the Supercross title, all sort of stuff. But the heat and humidity is where this dude shines. And it just showed Moto number two. He brought that back. Yeah. Well, he's um, he's one rider over the years. He's a hard one to kind of um, pinpoint because yeah. he, he's he's very strong. Like he's, yeah. you know, he goes to a track, and I know I'm not the only one that thinks if you know in, in the past couple of years, especially for the motocross championships, he gets a start. The race is kind of boring because yeah. he'll just do his laps and he just doesn't knows what he's doing, and he'll just um, click them off and and run away with the championship. So it's kind of been a little. Um, uh, I guess uncharacteristic for him this yeah. year a little bit. Um, they got they got Kenny on the uh, the broadcast and yeah. kind of you know asked the question that everyone sort of um, uh, wanting to know. But it's and Kenny kind of just put it down to the mental side of it. You know, it's mm. it's it is, it's kind of been a, a really strange year for for everyone. Yeah, they're um and yeah whether whether he's after his Supercross championship, it was kind of unorthodox the way that that finished out, and yeah. and whether he just didn't get his head right f- for the start of it, and and um, you know may, maybe being later in the year, maybe he just he was over it, maybe he just didn't yeah. get into it, and he he still you know he's got that raw speed there, and and when it shines, he he does what he does, but yeah, maybe as a whole, he's just missing that little you know that that. Two percent or whatever it yeah. is that, of that mental edge that that puts him through, but he's um 
yeah, he's a hard one to kind of pinpoint because as you look at the champions in, in the past and um, they're kind of – they would have their off days but their, their characteristics are very um, easy to sort of yeah. look at where, where Tomac's a hard one. You can't sort of see what, what's yeah. going on this year or what, what's, yeah. what's off, you know? Well, I mean, Supercross, like we all thought, like he's figured it out, Supercross, like he, he wins a championship. He didn't have any of those uncharacteristic, you know, bad – rounds and I mean he had a seventh in one race and that was about his worst for the season but this motocross like he just he didn't come out firing and he just hasn't fired I mean it was awesome to see him fire there moto too like don't get me wrong I was like man finally he's back but I mean for that one moto I I will not put money on him doing that next weekend if he does Sweet, but like he's he's back, but I just think all the stars align. Moto too, it got hot, it got rough. He got you know a bit of a flow on. He maybe found something that he hadn't been looking for, and but even I mean I don't know if you guys watched the post race interview, dude. He said nothing, and he said I've just been searching, yep. like soul searching, not the but he didn't yeah, say not anything the bite, about because they nah. even said that like nah. they told him well. Yeah, Kawasaki told him that, nah, haven't changed the bike at all. So well, he, well like, he said that. He just said, I've been <coughs> just searching for something. And it's yeah. not, he didn't say the bike or nothing. Yeah, he's just. But so you, you pretty much, I was going to ask you, but you pretty much answered, answered it then. Like, so after that last moto, getting a second, a little bit of confidence, do you reckon what's he going to do next two rounds? No, I, don't, I mean, <laughs> I can't, and it's. As Andrew said, you just can't pick it with him. Like he could come out next week and go one one and be back on and just win out, or he could go back to whatever he's been doing this year and just having those five six rides, not even on the podium, not even on TV or weekend. Like Millville, we didn't even see him at Millville. But you just can't pick him. I mean, I'd like to see him back because he'll really shake this championship up again up the front. You know, imagine you get AC and and Tomac just gone and and you know. That puts a couple points there in between um, Osborne and Marvin already, and the whole championship flips on its head with you know. But man, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you can't pick it with him, and I mean, hopefully he's back. But man, we'll see here in the next couple of uh, next couple of weeks anyway, with with two rounds to go. Um, Max Anstey with a third place in that, uh, sorry, fourth place in. Uh, Moto two, man, he was third till like midway. He pulled away from Tomac. Tomac passed him about ten minutes, and then he passed Tomac back. Pulled away, caught Sexton, and then I, they change off. So you can't really see what happens. But next minute, Tomac's passed the pair of them, but he also passed Sexton as well. Dude, he looked really solid in Moto two out there. Yeah, and he he had a couple of good line choices as well. We'll, yeah. <laughs> we're looking at that, but um, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, if you can find him, you can find him. And um, but yeah, no, he's he's another one. He, you know, he I think he started. Don't get me wrong. I think he started in the States and then he went over and did his Euro thing, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure. And then, yeah, then he did back. amateurs in America. Yeah. And then, then, because he couldn't find a ride here, he went back, did GPs, and then maxed out what he could do at GPs and to the point where he's like, I want to go back to America and race. Yep. So, yeah. So, he's, um, he'd be hating it. He'd be, <laughs> I mean, sorry, he'd be, he'd be loving the, the American track. He'll be, yeah. Um, yeah. To, um, He's a sand, he's a bit of a sand specialist too, Max. Yeah, he, look, he looked good in the he's sand. Won, he's won at Lommel at a GP and stuff like that. So he he knows how and like that's not 
you know, the Lommel is completely different to what we're looking at here, but still got those sandy characteristics. You can yep. see sort of shine. Moto one, he wasn't, you know, 13th, you know, he was here, there, but that he started that 40th, round, though. Yeah. Must have went down. Must have went down, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty solid charge. Yeah. I didn't even look at that, but yeah, I mean, he, you know, seventh overall in the day, fourth in our final moto. He's line choice, Andrew, as you said, cutting that split lane through the middle. I think he got talked to about it, but they didn't do anything about it because there's no, like, as we discussed, there's nothing there to block it like Supercross. They put tough blocks, which means you can't cross the tough blocks, but there was no tough block. There was no markers. There's no nothing. So yeah. it's legal. I don't think they liked it, but. Yeah, Barsh's is legal too. He, he went full speed way back to the pits. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. What do you guys reckon about that? Like that should have, he should have got like done for that because he got back up into the points. Like I'm trying to find where Barsh is here on the sheet. Like he got back up into 13th. So imagine, like, if he'd have ridden the track out like he's supposed to, because he cut a lot of the track. He nearly caught the leaders on his way around there on the speedway lap. That, yeah, that would have given him, like, 30 extra seconds in the pit area where they're ripping it. Ru- what their ruling is there. Well, they haven't yeah, done I thought, anything. I thought you had to follow the track round to, to Yeah, the I don't know. I, the, nothing's been done or said about it, but that's just a weird one, hey, where it's like, how the yeah. freak did he get away with that? I remember seeing it, and I thought, like, he was kind of pissed off because he'd bend his bike up yeah. and I thought he's like fuming back at the pits to call it a day but he was a uh, yeah, speed racer back there to um, Rip the pull, the, pull the shroud off and, <laughs> and keep motoring so yeah. um, I don't know I'm I'm a bit biased. I'm a huge Barsha fan as well yeah. so <laughs> I think he, yeah, Bam Bam from old is just like um, yeah it's coming back but I mean he got like he whole shot moto too he's out yeah. front and did just that little tuck and just yeah. rip the shroud straight off it which is would have been good to see what he could have done on that sand track like he looked pretty good moto one like um, you know he would he end up there f- uh, fifth moto one like he was up there with the front boy so it would have been good to see him with a, with a start so yeah um, but yeah, Marvin's crash in practice. Did you boys see that? No, I missed that. Oh, yeah, no, I missed that one too. God, it's on it's on uh, Instagram. <clears throat> Through the rollers, went f- over the first one, went off the side of the second one, and a bit, and come back and just f- hit the third one and just fuck like an ejecto off in and like big. Yeah, so no. for him to to have a day like he did, going three three, she'd be surprised if he was even racing when she go watch that crash he had. Um, I seen um in the lights too. Uh, Fernandez went off the outside of those whoops. Yeah, and he just missed a couple and pulled Jumped back, back on, on. But yeah, yeah it could have been a similar thing if he had been a bit squirrely. Yeah, for sure. Um, Rob seven eight nine. Oh, I was gonna say, <laughs> I I got two things I wanted to mention. Your Suzuki lover, yeah, yeah. seven eighth and ninth there in the yeah. top ten. Not bad. I like the privateer. I'll, though. I'll pay you that one. The privateer is pretty good in front of the two factory Suzuki. Yeah. by the way too. So. Yeah. What's your other one? Uh, and then the other one was nothing exciting, but just I was a bit disappointed with Christian Craig's performance yeah. on the weekend. Like, didn't get to see. Oh, I don't. I don't think I've seen him once. Yeah. What did he go? Ten ten. Ten ten. Yeah. yeah. For eleventh. Yeah. <laughs> pretty quiet. They, they suck, don't they? When you yeah. get tenth and tenth, and you end up eleventh. Yeah. That's, or whatever place. You know what I mean? Like yeah. One behind it sucks. Yeah. Now that's uh, that's it. So yeah, Craig down there as well. Mm. Uh, Barsha ten, obviously come back from the other one. Sexton is. Um, he's a weird one because he's. I still feel like even though he's got his championships, yeah, he's and he's on factory Honda. Yeah, he's still kind of uh, 
super underrated, but yeah. for him to do what he does as a debut, like he I feel like, he, yeah, and I mean he's Adams kind of taken that limelight a little of the whole. Um, Rookie. Yeah, rookie season yeah. deal, but yeah. Chase has been real good this year, man. Like oh, he's, yeah, he we, we spoke about it the other week. Like it's crazy how many rookies are up there. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Because I mean, like, yeah, I mean, you got Chase and Chase and um, Sexton and Cincerello. Technically, Osborne, this is only year two for him on a 450 as well. So he's not like he's a seasoned vet, even yeah. though he is 30 years of age. And, you know, it feels like he's been on a 450 a long time. Yeah. Um, and then we had Craig the last couple of rounds, obviously, yeah. when he was up there. So, yeah. so, yeah, it's cool. Like, you got four rookies in the top five to 10. <laughs> yeah. Um, Blake Baggett. I was right about Blake Bagger. It was just a week late oh, on my Blake Bagger spiel. Like he was fast, but he just did nothing again. Like he that that's what I what we've come to expect from Blake mm. Bagger. Like he went two two last weekend at Millville, won that final moto at Red Bud two. You're thinking, oh okay, but then this comes and you're like, that's why you can't pick Blake Bagger. It's <laughs> kind of a boring weekend for him. Like looking at this. Stats here, like seventh off the start in both motos. Yeah, and, and goes seven, six. a seven six finish yeah. both like for the motos. So, yeah. oh man, he would have been not excited over no. that, I guess. But yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, it's crazy. He's another one of them guys. When he's on, he's on. Yeah, he's still waiting for him to remember the PC days when he was like Cobra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, dude. Yeah, was, well, like, that was, all one. that come back out though, like. Red Bud and and then the two Millville's is like yeah, he's showed Weege's that a few on times. it. Or Weege's on it. Oh, El Trooper Cobra, oh, he's back, he's back. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he's gone early on that. Like, <laughs> give him a few weeks, and then we can we can say he's back. Uh, championship wise, guys, we are getting close to the end here. We have got two rounds to go, as we said there uh, in the 250 class. Zach Osborne has now stretched his lead out from 15 to 29, so we nearly doubled his points gap in that. With Marv's little altercation there with Adam has brought. Adam a bit close to him, so there's 29 points back for Cincerello and 30 for Marv, so there's one point separating them two. Eli Tomac, um, 52 behind that, so he's he's done. He's pretty much done. Like you know, it's that's a race, a race and a bit over a full race. So it's so what 22 25. points though from fourth to third from. Fourth to third, right? Yeah. Two thirty three to two fifty five between Tomac and Muscan. Yeah. I mean he's still yeah, but he's still there for the podium, like for second, third. But and yeah. If he does pull a Tomac miracle, you never know. But like with he's not gonna win, obviously, I don't think. But nah. But nah. uh yeah, it's kinda separated the boys a fair bit the weekend and hats off to Zach for riding as solid solid as he did and he's once again when it's mattered he's pulled it out. That's right. So I mean uh, pretty crucial like that. That's you know, if he wins his championship, you'd look back at this weekend and go, That was <laughs> yeah. you know, coming off last week where you got flat tire moto two, lost big chunk of his points lead to come back out and put that points lead back on the boys. And again, that last ride of the last part of that moto where Tomac was Tomacking and coming from nowhere to not need to be in front of him, but just want to prove a point that he could go one, one. Like that's where I think if we, if he wins his championship, we'll look back at WW and go, that's where Zacho won it. Yep. I think yeah. you'll find. I think yeah. here and, and also the, 
the midpoint of the season where they had Red those bud. back-to-backs. Yeah, yeah. Redbud. Like yeah. that. And he even said it, like, this is where it's going to make the difference. If you can have two solid weekends yeah. here or however many days apart they were, um, he's like, you'll come out of here strong. And he was 100% right. So I think there and, and yeah, the weekend just gone would be the two I'd think that's but, done it for him. But, I mean, the biggest thing is, like, let's let's uh, let's bench race for a second. Like, let's say that this goes the other way since Rowe nails this down into, was he 15? So let's say he puts him about eight back coming into the final round. I'm an AC fan and I want him to win it, but I would I would put my money on Zach getting it done. He's proven it. Where AC has Choked. not. Yes. Without <laughs> mincing words there, Andrew, but yes. So that's where it was kind of like, yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you guys. Like yeah. bench racing wise, if you were going into if you're going in the final round, AC has a better round this round. If Thunder Valley really gets it close. There's, there's someone, the betting man, he's, he's definitely sitting <laughs> to the left of me. So, um, well, yeah. what odds yeah. would you say there? <laughs> I'd, have to go, I'd have to go Osborne, I think. Yeah. Like, he's under pressure proven is good. Eh? He's proven it. And yeah. I mean, again, he's, he's done it. His championship, that one that you watched, Andrew, like, still to this day, like, you watch that back and it's unbelievable that it even transpired the way it did. He was nowhere. Right? He was laying in the first corner <laughs> just like watching his championship down the gurgle and just got up and just man-possessed Head it. Head down and... Um, yeah. yeah. So to do that, you know, and then even like at just this year alone, like Redbud, he knew what he had to do with Redbud when he stomped a 1-1. This weekend, he has a shit race a week before, comes out, stamps 1-1 again. Like he, he performs better when everyone writes him off. <laughs> Back to that question, Bart. Obviously, the paying odds, if I was to bet on it, <laughs> the odds to back Cincerello would be paying a lot more. They would. So, I'd probably bet on that. You'd probably go on that. Yeah. Take right. the risk. All right. Let's let's uh, let's go championship um, for you guys. Uh, we do this every week. Cool. Ours don't change too much, uh, but we'll see where, you, where you're at, Andrew. What are you going to go uh, 250 class for your championship winner? Oh, this one... I'll put you on the spot. Yeah, no, that's that's cool. Uh, f- oh, winner definitely Ferrandez. You think Ferrandez yeah. is going to seal it? Yeah, Ferrandez going to seal it. Are um, you Robbie? Oh, I can't change. I mean, I've stuck with Martin for the last couple of rounds. And you picked Martin first. Yeah, that's why you're sticking with him because you want yeah. your, your bold prediction early um, on. Yeah, I mean, I'm still going to stick with Martin. Um, I think the odds are definitely against him right now. Yeah. But yeah. Go on, mate. Let's do it. Bring it through. Pull it through, can you? <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, Caleb was a six. I'm uh I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with Martin as well. I just I don't know. The outside. This week this yeah, I'm just backing him in. He's like he's he's paying more. His yeah, he's paying more. His stories <laughs> that story of his is cool too. Like if he does win his championship, that's a solid story. Come back from broken back and you yeah. know, Having that such a big time off, and Andrew, you've probably had more comebacks than I have, but they are hard to come back after having a long time off to try and get back up to the speed where he's performing at. So it'll be interesting to see. 450, what do we got, Rob? We'll start with you. 450 class. I mean, right now, are you going to save like, the 25? Right now, it looks like Osborne's kind of. I mean, it's, you can never call it because anything can happen. Yeah. So yeah, on once again, yeah, I'm just gonna stick with the 25. Keep <laughs> keep Carrot happy. <laughs> keep him. And um, yeah, hopefully we see some good racing. Yeah. What about you, Andrew? Yeah, Zacho is like yeah. I would say that I was surprised. Like 
I was actually surprised to see him as dominant as he was. Yeah. I was kind of as surprised to see him dominant um, as I was to see Anderson win that championship back. Yeah. In, oh, and Webb. Yeah. <laughs> actually, both those. Both those, like, yeah. They were kind of like outsiders, you know. Um, yeah. So, you know, Osborne definitely. Um, and you're, yeah, an Osbo- you're an Osborne fan too. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so that makes it easy. Since Vegas, since Vegas, Vegas man, since Vegas. Uh, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay on AC, AC train. I'm not gonna jump off. Big red, big, uh, big green Cowie number yeah. nine's gonna come through with that. Hopefully, he doesn't leave the choke on. <laughs> it's electric start, mate. Come on, it's Zuki's. Uh, all right, guys, that's gonna wrap us up um, for the seventh round of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross at uh, WW Ranch. Next round will be. Thunder Valley in Colorado up at elevation so uh, that track um, gets some big long deep ruts but as we've seen this year the tracks have been prepped a little bit differently from years past so it'll be interesting to see what sort of race track we get um, and we'll be back next week uh, to go through that Radio, listen to questions time presented by my local espresso best cafe on the Gold Coast with the best <laughs> coffee. I'm maybe a little biased, <laughs> especially when you're the guy uh, making the coffee <laughs> on the other end. Anyway, this week, uh, Sam Southey is throwing us a good one, actually, Trent. Yep. And you're probably going to be the main man to answer this because you have all the inside gossip and <laughs> seem to follow and know what's going on, but. He wants to know, can you please explain the Troyly Design Gas Gas, Justin Barsha, Nate Thrasher situation? Yeah, so I've been trying to follow this one as much as we can get. Like, it's all rumors and, and uh, you know, people talking about it. Uh, like we've discussed on ours, like, with us being here in Australia, we don't get to be at the track and get the inside goss, um, but we can hear it through all the other the avenues that are out there. Uh, so pretty much what happened is Troyly is moving to Gas Gas, uh, and they're going to be the factory gas gas team next year um, and they're running 450s and 250s so what they wanted was they wanted to sign Barsha as their big name for the gas gas to, to bring the fleet into America and blah 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 which is an awesome signing for them like that's I think this is the move that Barsha needs which we're going to get to here in a sec uh, but then the uh, first rider refusal uh, clause in the Yamaha contract with Barsha is that if Yamaha matched the offer he had to stay at Yamaha stay, yeah. so Yamaha pulled that for some weird reason and then somehow this Nate Thrasher kid come involved and he's an amateur guy he's, he's done okay at Loretta's but he's not you know he's coming to the fray and then he's wanting to go ride for Yamaha and then somehow they've negotiated this deal that if they got Nate Thrasher that Gas Gas could have Barsha which I don't know how that works and in what universe that makes sense but that's so apparently Nate, so Nate Thrasher was he was with Troy Lee. Troy Lee, yeah. yeah. And he was supposed to, and that was the one we were talking about at Millville, he was supposed to do his pro debut yeah. for Troy Lee, but then he wasn't allowed to ride that because Yamaha didn't want him to ride a Troy Lee KDM. And it was, dude, this, it doesn't make sense. And there's all this stuff going on in the background, but that is the situation. But the, the short and the long of it is that, you know, gas gas is coming into the coming into America next year as a factory team. Troy Lee is going to be their, their thing. They're stepping away from KDM, which is not really stepping away. It's just a sideways movement to a red label on the same bike. And, um, and yeah, 
that they uh, they wanted Basha on there to be their this sort was of their number one guy, which they want to, yeah they want the name, which I think is a great move. Like not only for Gas Gas but for Basha himself, like he struggled with that Yamaha this year. Yeah, he's talked about his struggles with this Yamaha. For he's a, talked for about ages, he has. and he's talked about wanting to ride a KDM. Like he's publicly said, "I'd love to get my hands on a KDM." This is basically a KDM. It's damn close. Which we were speaking about earlier. So obviously, uh, Andrew. Your brother-in-law does test some bikes and stuff over there, so yeah. So um, he's a hard one to ask because he, in the early stages, um, he would always tell me how great KDM was. He was a KDM tester, wasn't he? Was yeah, yeah. he's R and And they were so like, basically really, what you rode when a KDM came out. Like he would help um, develop that bike. He, yeah, so. he developed it for a while, and um, oh, and. Uh, yeah, they were junk back in like 2010, <laughs> and he used to tell me how good they were. But like, look, they've come a long way. Don't get me wrong, but um, yeah, I think, uh, I guess, like you're saying, it's coming into the silly season. Yeah, there's a lot of speculation there. Yeah. Um, Troy Lee's been doing it for a long time. Yeah, um, so they know what they're doing, and it was kind of weird to see that um, <clears throat> that whole as a whole the industry. Nothing, you know, KDM has sort of put a stamp on the industry in the last, I'm going to say, five years yeah. predominantly, yeah. the Husky signing and then the now this. So they're going to, you know, um, take over Yamaha and those guys are a your new sort of PC and Geico in my opinion. Um, yeah. So, you know, Barsh is where he's at his in, in career. He's um, This is the perfect move for him. Like yeah. he's kind of been around enough and – um, he'll sort of move into this role, and then more than likely, I don't see him moving much else. No, from from this, you know what I mean. He's yeah. sort of in that part of his career, so um, I could be wrong, but yeah. um, that's sort of where I where I see Barsha. It, well, could, it well, could be the perfect thing for him. He could come out and just dominate on the thing, like hmm. really, like that fresh move. And yeah, yeah um, obviously the bike's going to be good. We've seen the gas gas and MXGPs, yeah. and the guys have done well on them already. So yeah. well, yeah. The other thing is, too, uh, it, it, the rumor is that it's a three-year deal, too. So, he's going to get to develop the bike. He's going to start. Obviously, they're going to bring in a second 450 rider to groom under Barsha for him to stay. And this will probably be where he finishes out his career, like three years for Barsha. I think he's 27, 28, somewhere around there. Very similar age to, to myself. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You know, that's going to get him into into at least his thirties, which yeah. is you know the extent of the career there in America. You know, bar a few. So, I mean, a three year deal. He walked away from big A star money that his gear deal apparently is worth a lot of money. He walked away from that because he's got to go where Troy Lee, obviously on Troy Lee's team, but apparently they've matched it. Um, so. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a sick move for for Barsha. I think it's the best move for Gas Gas. There was talk of Ferrandis moving to you know signing for Gas Gas, but I think with his you know American, um, I mean, how the Americans see Ferrandis, I don't think that's a good move for a company trying to build their brand in America. Yeah, Geico wants him apparently. I mean, everyone wants. No, no. Him. <laughs> everyone wants him. Nah, I mean, word is he signed with Yamaha. Yep. For next year, you'll star Yamaha on a 450. Yep. Um, star Yamaha, the factory Yamaha team next year. Gas Gas is going to Troy Lee. Troy Lee was KDM. KDM are going in-house for a 250 program. Again. Max Volan is apparently the 250 rider. 
Um, word is they're bringing him out of amateurs early to put him into the pro team, giving him three years to develop in the pro scene. Dude, there's so much stuff going on at the moment. There's yeah, about it's cool, like seeing all those guys coming through. Like you got the young fairy boy and yeah. stuff as well. Like yeah. it's gonna be so good seeing those guys come through. But this silly season's been ridiculous. Like with Geico pulling out of the sponsorship with yeah. with Geico Honda, like and that's their gonna leave factory connection. Yeah, that's gonna leave a big hole. Apparently, the word is that if they can't find a title sponsor, Honda are gonna house a couple two fifty guys. The f- Factory Honda team are going to have – dude, there's so much shit going on at the moment in America with everything. Like this whole year has obviously just flipped everything and, and made it completely different. And then still there could be no Supercross series. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they still haven't <laughs> announced when and if that's going to even happen. So, yeah. yeah, man, there's so much going on in the silly season stuff in America. And, and again, other than that, every other rider that's a valid free agent this year is going to sign for Star Yamaha. Yeah. Like – Literally, they've got to, they're going to have 17 semis at the track and every rider going to ride a Yamaha. So, whoever actually lands on that bike is going to be interesting. Um, but, yeah, the situation with this whole gas gas thing and Nate Thrasher doesn't make any sense because – but, I mean, the one thing that's cool about this, did you guys – have you guys ever watched that F1 Drive to Survive? It's very much like that, all that infighting, trade this, trade this person for that, like – it's pretty cool to see, but it'd be yeah, good if yeah. we could make more sense of it. Like that yeah. drive to survive thing, like it's like black and white. Your shit, we're trading you for this dude. <laughs> like they're ruthless as well. Yeah, Super ruthless in that. But then um, I heard early talk as well, and you know it's probably speculation more than likely. But um, Craig going to Yamaha, Yamaha as well. Yeah, I mean that's another so, one. Yeah. So then if that's the case, yeah, he'll be lining up and uh, Fernandez will be his teammate. So that'll be it'll be like a Talagaga night. So. <laughs> Well, Ferrandis will be 450, though. So he's in a different, and I mean, a different semi. So he'll be all right. <laughs> Surely Craig would have to go 450 nearly, wouldn't he? He wants to, but he can't get it right. Points wise, though? No. 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 Because he missed so much time. He retired. He's injured so often. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's been injured a lot. So, I mean, Thank hopefully God. that's the move for him, too. Going to that Yamaha and getting a, and that. But he needs a 450 right so, there's a connection there, right, with Geico and Craig? Yeah, his missus is yeah. dad. So maybe we'll see Geico Yamaha. No, no, well, no it's not <laughs> Geico. No, nah, Factory Connection is owned by yeah. the race team's owned by, yeah, I can't remember his name. But anyway, there's a yeah. there is My Shack, that's yeah. the word, yeah. So My Shack owns the team, which is his wife's dad. So, But, yeah, that's weird too that he's, like, not with the team and going to Yamaha. Yeah, but, no. I mean, at the end of the day... Yeah, you'd be wanting to buy less bill <laughs> when Geico apparently that was like a three million dollar deal Sorry, yeah. just gone like they're going to try and find that for next year so there's a lot silly season guys there's so much going on if you want to get across it you can listen to so many different things don't go online and read it because that's all shit but <laughs> you got to listen to the dudes that actually talk about it so we'll try and bring you what we can what else you got there Rob? Cool, moving on. Next one. This one's come from Ty Gilchrist from Guillotine Boxing. He's up the sunny coast there near uh, Bribey Island, actually, near Bribey Island turnoff. Uh, yeah, Ty's – I've actually done a freestyle show for Ty up there before and oh, in yeah. his car park at one of his boxing nights. So that was, <laughs> that was pretty cool, actually. It was a real good night. If you ever get a chance, uh, go and watch it. And I see a lot of the boys training there with, with Ty and that now at the gym. Yeah. Um, uh, the Drews and and the Latimers yep. and uh, Walker. Yep. So, yeah, they're all getting in the ring and boxing and stuff, which has been cool to see on Instagram and that. And some of the boys got some good form. So, <laughs> But his question come through is, 
Well, it's not really a question. It's just a statement. Rob should fight Trent on my next <laughs> boxing tournament. And answer's no. <laughs> I'm a lover, not a fighter. I said, Come on. I said yes. No. Interesting. Rob doesn't want to get his shirt off in the boxing <laughs> ring. <'cause> <laughs> Actually, yeah. That's, we're, bo- we're both well out of shape at the I moment. I didn't even so. think about that, but that's even another reason not round, to do it. Round is a shape, though. We'll say that. No, I, I, I'm training with Sully at the moment, my teammate. So I've been there for the last three weeks, I think, and I'm staying pretty solid. It's only upper body at the moment. Yeah. So obviously, I haven't had to walk, but yeah, I was training with Sully last night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right hand to the mouth. <laughs> Repeat. Actually, yeah, it's probably he's he. So yeah, he's my teammate now. He's my trainer, and he's training mine and a few other friends as well. He's got his PT thing happening. Um, but yeah, he's probably. Not the best Look. influence away from the gym either. So, well, anyway, we'll- uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this out. This is gonna come back to bite me in the ass here, but I'm feeling confident. I haven't had any beers tonight, <laughs> but it won't be Rob, you and I fighting. But I will fight one of the races he's got up there if they want. If he wants to throw yeah. one of his dudes at me, there you go. It's well, been hey, a long time. What are you weighing in at right now? <laughs> you I'm never ask. A, get, you I'm never ask a woman to, their weight. I'm just trying to get an idea. Like. But I do. I would. I would not know. But I. This is the one thing that Ty probably doesn't know about me, but I have fought Muay Thai, amateur, and uh, I can cut myself down to 78. I don't want to do that because See, that I'm still, hurts. even though I'm way out of shape right now, I'm, I never really get heavy, like, over that 80 mark. So oh. I'm, I'm probably only, like, 78 right now. Well, I know I know I am. I was 78 last week. So. I don't need to weigh myself. I'd, I'd probably be floating. So we'd be different weight. Yeah, way know, different. Yeah. I'd have to cut heaps of weight because I'd be yeah. nudging 90, I reckon. Maybe I should say I'll do it then, <laughs> then just make you watch you do I trying to cut weight to my way. <laughs> uh, I'd like a challenge. But yeah, I'll throw that one out there. You tie. Get me. Get me one there of your you races. I'll come watch I'm not, that. I'm not fighting. I'm not fighting one of your actual hey, fighters. I can get, I'll go in your corner. Yeah, you can corner man me. But go. I'll I'll take on one of your fighters in an exhibition fight. We'll we'll do something for charity or something like that. I just finished watching. Um, Kingdom, yeah, the yeah. Netflix series, yeah, that got me inspired. I got I got out and started shadow boxing in the yeah. mirror after watching that movie, <laughs> watching that. Show. And I watched uh, Co- Cobra Kai. Oh, it's I haven't like, watched that yet. It's based off yeah. uh, Karate Kid. Yeah. All right, so. well, Ty, put that one out there. Hopefully, you listen to this show, and yeah. um, we'll uh, get in contact with me. I'd like to make something happen. Definitely, some sort of charity match would be cool. Yeah, I'd be wicked. Um, and get a little bit of. Crossover in sports there. Alrighty. And uh, we've got one more question here to wrap things up from Ryan Zelinski. How does Gramps still get hole shots? <laughs> so this is relating to, to Trent, obviously. Yeah, these young kids calling me Gramps. I'm like, this is bad. Like When you sent me the question, I was like, who's, who's talking about me? You're like, yeah, me. They obviously all call you Gramps. Yeah, yeah, they do. Because I've still been uh, – that one club day, I was getting hole shots and letting the boys ride past me. But, I mean, I, I wanted to – I put this one in as well. It wasn't so much to stroke my ego a little bit here for a sec. But for you guys, like, starts are a big part of, of racing. Racing and we've talked about it with the AMA review, everything like that, starts, starts, starts. That was the one thing I was good at and it was, for me, it's all about the technique and having 
there's not a right for me when I'm coaching. There's not a right and wrong technique. It's got to be your technique, and you got to have it dialed to the point where you know exactly what you're doing every time. Because a bad start to me is when you change one little part of your technique, and it throws out the whole system. Yeah, it's, everyone's got a different technique, and yeah, I'm sitting in a room right now with two guys that I know can get good starts, mm. uh, yourself and Andrew, and and uh, like whereas a lot of my career, I've kind of been the opposite. I've haven't been a great starter at all, but. When I have had the confidence, for me, it's not yet. Yeah, I agree with you. The technique, it can be anything because yeah. for me, over the years, I've learned if I get the confidence and if I can get a routine that works for yeah. me, and I mean like a routine from when I leave my pit site yeah. and I go to the start line and I have a ritual that I yeah. run through, that can work for me. That can be the difference for me between yep. getting a whole shot or getting a shit start. Yep. The confidence. Um, it's a confidence thing. And yeah, it doesn't matter what technique you use. And, no. But then also, like, it's so weird, like, coming off not riding stone cold, mm. going to a race nowadays, even though I've never been a great starter in the past, starts, starts always my weakness when I was a kid. Like, I was yeah. scared. I was scared off the start. Yeah. And, um... It's weird. Like a few years ago, I went and did a sunny state. Uh, Nick Sutherland was living with me at the time. I just went up there. My bike was dead stock pretty much with a pipe um, and suspension. And I went up there and hole shotted every race that day against yeah. Ferris and everyone that mm. was there. And it was just like I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Went to the line. I started I started the same way. I was starting at the last race I did, which was probably six months before that at AusX Open off yeah. a mesh start. start yeah. And I did exactly – because obviously yeah. I was training that year for the Supercross the, the year prior. So mm. I did exactly the same thing on the on the tacky dirt at, at Echo Valley as what I did on the mesh at Supercross <laughs> the year before, and it worked. I yeah. whole shot at every race. Yeah, that's it. What, what about you, Andrew? Like, as Rob said, you're a good starter and always have been. What's it for you that's the sort of the catalyst that makes? Yeah, so this year was a, a bit of a tricky one because um, talking about technique and everything like that, um, I think that confidence, I, I kind of went in there regardless. I, uh, Ferris and myself got a little bit of banter between each <laughs> other because, um, yeah, back in, like I wasn't much. Back in the day, I could throw a fast lap time down and get a good start, but um like even even when I was racing him, say two thousand ten and whatever, we we would always have that rivalry from the start then. And mm. um, for me, technique is something that you know I I don't have the best technique of the best of days, but um, yeah, I, I think confidence is as you're seeing. Like lining yeah. up, that's been the biggest thing this year. Like coming back when I um, I wouldn't call it a comeback when I come back and do some races. Um, I expect going going to that turn first, regardless yeah. of anything, and that's just something that uh, it could be naive, it could be anything, but yeah, um, yeah that expectation is a, a huge deal. You know, um, I've kind of backed myself with uh, my ability to to start to go yeah. into that first turn, um, and I kind of let myself down this year. I had a couple of things, and I was it was weird. Of, it didn't happen. Yeah, I was I was searching. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I, I didn't know what was going on. I. I would sort of blame the clutch and blame this and blame that, and I was searching with a, a button and all, all that. Um, I finally pulled like a half decent start at um, uh, Gimpy. No, at no. Harvey Bay. Harvey, Harvey yeah. Bay got a jump. Uh, I missed a shift, but so I kind of got buried. I was still top five, ten going into the first term, but yeah, um, yeah halfway down the straight, I, I you know could comfortably say that you know I was up in that first or second and and yeah. that was mine for the taking but I um uh yeah I I kind of 
I haven't done a concrete start. The last concrete yeah. start I did was um, I did a race in America, actually. It was at um, Cahir. Yeah. And it was like a – it might have even been like a Wednesday race or something. It's real weird. And it was a concrete start and I, I, you know, went in the same kind of thing. I was kind of a bit younger, but I went in like, oh, yeah, I've got this doll, man. <laughs> went in there and went like 90 straight off the, off yeah. the start and but got buried. So, um, But, uh, yeah, that, that, that technique is – I believe the start thing, um, as much as it's technique, it, it um, yeah, it's definitely that that you know believing that you can come around that first turn, yeah, um, in front, in front, and yeah. a reflex thing as well. Like you see guys, and they're just slow. They're, they're done. Yeah. Like you can you watch, um, especially now. You know, you can get some really good slow mo footage out there, and you just watch their 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 jump. And Ferris actually surprised me this year. He. He does. He starts really well. Though. He starts. He's like he's, <laughs> he, he has won three Australian yeah, titles. He does, he does start. <laughs> does start really well. But he he does have some um, good equipment under him, so he'll yeah. get that. But I'll I'll back to back him, and we can jump on the same bike. And I think I still got him dialed. So, <laughs> um, yeah. But no, but yeah, it's all that. Like I mean, it's ultimately the confidence to go into the first corner. And I mean, you know, for me, it was always having the confidence in my technique. And very similar to yours, Rob. It wasn't from when I rode from the car to the thing, but definitely some superstitions would come in along the way there. That if I didn't do them right, that it'd already start messing with me. But like going to the line and knowing, like, knowing, knowing exactly my technique, what I was going to do. Like I'm like, if I just do it how I'm supposed to do it, I'll get there first yeah and then and i'll just you know and for me it was like i've got to have my head in front by like that shifting third point like if i've got my nose in front i'd you know that all the bikes disappear so it's just knowing that you're going through that so i mean for this question i was meant at me as a as a bit of a slight being old but I'm not that old, Rob, am I? No, no. Um, but, uh, but to these young kids, like I've been sort of giving a few of them a hard time being around the track lately. And I'm like, you guys got so much talent, but it's right here where you guys are losing it. And they're like, well, what do we do? I'm like, figure out your technique and master it and don't change it. Yeah. Don't listen to anyone. You find something that works for you. Yeah, or find the thing that gives you confidence. Like for me, it was a technique. For you, Rob, it was doing your ritual all the way to the start. Like you just built with, I think, a, Andrew, with a <laughs> inbuilt uh, yeah, confidence. My, my, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, you got to compensate for something. So. Luke, Luke is the same, but yeah, Luke, Luke, Luke gets start. good starts yeah, as well. It helps he's, that he's got like Yeah, I think a he's more of a weight, a weight thing with him. <laughs> yeah. He's a tiny. But, I mean, even, even Dan, like your older brother, like he's always, been yeah. that's been one of his strong suits. Yeah, he always gets good stuff. Yeah, and he's he's really technical with his too. From from what I've sort of read and seen and and heard from the uh, over the years, like he's very technical with how he does his starts. Yeah. So I mean, it's you find your thing, do it your way, and and make it happen. All right, Rob. Well, that'll wrap us up there for those listener questions. You're going to uh, take charge of the listener questions. So remember, guys, as always, get those questions into us. Um, as silly as some of these are, we we enjoy that. Um, Thought yeah. I was going to get roasted. This yeah, you got question. you got <laughs> saved. I did. A few of the boys, you need to you need to post it a couple more times so everyone knew you were really on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, get them get them through to us, guys. As I said we'll always put up who the co-host is going to be. We've pretty much, I think, we've cemented next week's already, which is awesome. We're starting it 
roll of people that actually want to be here in studio with us and have a chat, Rob. So that's yeah, it's cool. That's nice. So get them through when the post comes up. Send through the questions. DM us. Comment on the po- photo. Send it through on the the Instagram story. Whatever it is, as long as you get it to us, we're gonna we're gonna save it and put it on the show. Um, all right, that was show number twelve, guys. Remember, MP suspension and Pro Powder Powder Coating are our show sponsors. Go and support those guys as they are supporting us and the sport that we all enjoy. Robbie, thank you once again. Thanks, mate. It's great to be here as usual. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to next Monday. We'll be back out here again. We've got a long weekend. Long so weekend, yeah. Going to come out and have some fun with the kids. and Pit bike races. Yeah. For the kids. Well, I won't be riding. Yeah. Still. Neither will I. <laughs> I will. I'm going around a big track while you watch my kids ride. I'm going to go ride it. Thanks, yeah, Rob. That's all good. Robbie Daycare. Um, and I built him a sick little track too. Some pretty... Pretty steep little tabletops in there for him. So we're going to teach Ezra how to jump the 50, I think. Yeah. Power band on the ramp. Right. There's a burp I need off. to get my next YouTube video out, actually. He had a little long distance jumping competition with his buddy Nixon, Millsy's little boy. Yeah. Out at Millsy's, just off his crate ski jump. So, um, <laughs> He's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how, but Ezra ended up ended up getting it. He he won, but it was pretty loose. He got yeah. whiskey on it. He, it was like the second time he ridden his Husky fifty. Yeah, hit band right on the pellet on the upper end. Oh no! <laughs> but he's, uh, he nailed it. So yeah. how good was in jumps be though? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just leave that there. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So we're going to, we're, uh, yeah, next week, long weekend, you're going to be out here. Um, the Rocky uh, King of Capricorns on next weekend. I would have loved to have gone and seen that, but we'll probably have a few few things to discuss about that. Um, yeah, actually, and our, that'd be good. And our guest, uh, he'll be actually racing up there on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So as long as he can get back in time, he's our guest for next week. Um, so he reckons they're going to pin it back. So we'll, um, we'll get, get a little bit of insight anyway. Andrew, thanks for coming out, mate. Thanks for having me. Uh, pleasure, mate. A little bit hungover. Next time we'll probably... Yeah, no, we... Um, <laughs> not do it after a big not, time. <laughs> not do it after giving it a bit of a nudge. But. Nah, that's good. Nah, man, whenever you want to come out, more than welcome. As I said, your, your knowledge and knowing all this stuff inside is is uh, top-notch. So I appreciate it. Nah, appreciate you coming out. As always, guys, make sure you get over, follow the social media pages. Rob and I are always on there trying to discuss as much as we can, put as much content up as we can. But until we do this again, from Rob, Andrew, and myself, enjoy the racing out there. Have fun, guys. Moto Limited Network. We've been out filming for the last two days. I'm knackered. Trying to get home, and we're running out of fuel. And we're about 13 k's from home. 